Welcome to Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 72 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Number four, lastly, a regenerate man may fall one degree further, namely, he may so love his so lose his first love that he may, though not fall into utter apostasy, yet decline from good very far, even to a coldness and remission in good duties, even in the exercises of religion, if not to an utter omission of them for a time. The life and vigor of his graces may suffer sensible eclipses and decay. Asa, though a good king, went apace this way, Second Chronicles fifteen seventeen, as appears by his imprisoning the good prophet and in oppressing the people in his latter days and in trusting to the physicians and not seeking to God, to be cured of disease, Second Chronicles sixteen ten and 12. And Solomon, the truly beloved of God in his youth, went further back, Second Samuel twelve twenty four, Nehemiah thirteen twenty six, giving himself to all manner of vanities, Ecclesiastes 2. And in his old age did so dote, upon his many wives, that he fell to idolatry, or at least became accessory, by building them idol temples and accompanying them to idolatrous services, insomuch that it is said they turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father, First Kings eleven three twenty. Yet there is a wide difference between these backslidings and the apostasies of men unregenerate. For these do not approve nor applaud themselves in those evil courses into which they are backslidden when out of the heat of temptation they do think of them. Neither have the regenerate full content in them, but find vanity and vexation in them, as Solomon did, even in the days of his vanity. They do not this in their declined estate, hate the good generally, which once they loved, but look back upon it with approbation. And their heart secretly inclines unto a liking of it, and of them who are as they once were so that, in the midst of their bad estate, they have a mind to return, but that they are yet so hampered and entangled with the snares of sin that they cannot get out. Lastly, they, in God's good time, by his grace, do break forth out of this eclipse of grace by the light whereof they see their wretchedness and folly, 
and are ashamed of their backsliding and revolting. And they again do their first works, and with much ado, recover their former joys and comforts. Though it may be never with that life, luster, and beauty as in former times, and this as a just correction of their sin that they may be kept humble and be made to look better to their standing all the days of their life by it. It is not so with the hypocritical professors who were never truly regenerate, but quite contrary, as you may observe in the apostasies of Saul, 1 Samuel 28, 3, 6, 7, etc., and of King Joash, 2 Chronicles 24, 11, 18 to 23, and Simon Magus, and others. Four, the differences between the falls of the sincere and insincere. These differences rise hence because that the common graces of the unregenerate are but as flashes of lightning or as the fading light of meteors, which blaze but for a while and are like the waters of land floods, which because they have no spring to feed them, run not long, and in time may be quite dried up. But the saving graces of the regenerate receive their light, warmth, and life from the sun of righteousness, therefore can never be totally or finally eclipsed. And they rise from that well and spring of living water which cannot be drawn dry or so dammed up or stopped, but that it will run more or less unto eternal life. John 4, 14. As the regenerate man does not sin in such a manner as the unregenerate with all his heart, so neither is he when he has sinned in the same state and condition which the unregenerate is in. He is in the condition of a son who, notwithstanding his failings, abides in the house forever. But not so the other, who, being no son, but a servant, is for his misdemeanor turned out and abides not in the house forever. 1 John 8.35 Although the regenerate as well as the unregenerate draw upon themselves by their sins, the simple guilt of eternal death. Yet, this guilt is not accounted, neither does it redound to the person of the truly regenerate, as it does to the others, because Christ Jesus has so satisfied and does make intercession for his own, that his death is made effectual for them, but not for the others. John 17 9, 15, 20. Their justification and adoption by Christ remains unaltered, although many benefits flowing from thence are, for a while, justly suspended. They remain children still, though under their father's anger, as Absalom remained a son, uncast off, not disinherited by David, when yet his father would not let him come into his presence. 
2 Samuel 14.24. This spiritual leprosy of sin into which God's children fall may cause them to be suspended from the use and comfortable possession of the kingdom of God and from the enjoyment of the privileges thereof until they be cleansed of their sin by renewed faith and repentance. Yet, as the leper in the law had still right to his house and goods, although he was shut out of the city for his leprosy, so the truly regenerate never lose their right to the kingdom of heaven by their sins. Leviticus thirteen forty six. Second Chronicles twenty six twenty one. For every true member of Christ is knit unto Christ by such everlasting bonds. Whether we respect the relative union of Christ with his members by faith to justification, which, after it is once made by the spirit of adoption, admits of no breach or alteration by any means, Romans eight fifteen through seventeen thirty five, or whether we respect the real union of the spirit, whence flows sanctification, which, though it may suffer decay, and admits of some alteration of degrees, being not so strong at one time as at another, yet can never quite be broken off, as has been proved. 1 John 2, 27, 3, 9. These bonds, I say, are so strong and lasting that all the powers of sin, Satan, and hell itself cannot separate the weakest true member from Christ or from his love or from God's love towards him in Christ. Romans eight thirty three to the end. This strength of grace that keeps men from falling totally or finally from Christ does not depend upon the strength or will of him that stands, but on the election and determination of him that calls. Romans 9, 11. Number five. Why the faithful shall not finally apostatize. And whereas it may be demanded why a man who being at his highest degree of holiness did yet fall back more than halfway may not as well or rather fall quite away? I answer, it is not in respect of the nature of inherent holiness in him, for Adam had holiness in perfection, yet fell quite from it. Genesis 1, 27, 3, 6. There is nothing in the nature of this grace and holiness, excepting only in the root whence it springs, but that a man may now also fall wholly from it. But it is because grace is now settled in man on better terms. For the little strength we receive in regeneration is, in point of perseverance, 
stronger than the great strength which the first Adam received in his creation. Adam was perfectly but changeably holy. God's children in regeneration are made imperfectly but unchangeably holy. Jeremiah 32 40. This stability of grace now consists in this, in that all who, by faith and by the Holy Spirit, are ingrafted and incorporated into Christ, the second Adam, have the spring and root of their grace founded in him and not in themselves as the first Adam had, 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. They are established in Christ, Ephesians 1, 4. Wherefore, all that are actual members of Christ cannot fall from grace altogether. For as Christ died to sin once, and being raised from the dead dies no more, Romans 6, 5 through 12, so every true member of Christ, having part with him in the first resurrection, dies no more, but lives forever with Christ. For all that are once begotten again unto a lively faith and hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible are kept not by their own power unto salvation, but by the power of God through faith in Christ Jesus 1 Peter 1, 3-5 This concludes episode 72 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk. <laughs>